Welcome, welcome, welcome to another year and review of the Detroit Lions season. We're going to talk about everything that happened in the Detroit Lions season of 2022. We're going to look at the offseason, look at some rookies that I like in the first round, and talk about some free agents that I'm looking for to help the Lions go from 9-8 and to 17-0 and and be a Super Bowl contender next year. This is your first time. I'm going to give grades out on every position and every uh, the offense coordinator, defense coordinator, and head coach. And I will be giving uh, grades for every position. And then I'll be discussing about the offseason. And then I'll be answering some listener questions that I got off of Twitter. Make sure you like and subscribe. If you like and subscribe and you send it to me, I will send you a personalized thank you or a picture of my dog, whichever you choose. So with that being said, let's talk. 2022 Detroit Lions. Let's get right into it. First, let's talk about the coaches. Dan Campbell. You start off one and six. You work your way all the way back to nine and eight. It's hard not to sit there and look at them and say, hey, you deserve a coach of the year vote. At least one. To make a team go from one win in six losses and still keep the locker room, still keep the guys, keep the guys playing every single week, and end the year above 500, how does that not give you, how does that not get you a single coach of the year vote? Now, is he, did he do a perfect job? No, that's not what I'm saying. He was one in six. A good coach is in the playoffs, right? A great coach is in the playoffs. But damn it, that was a hell of a gig. And now I'm listening to Bustin' with the boys. Josh Dobbs is talking about how it's a great culture. People are starting to want to come to Detroit because of Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes. It's hard not to give Dan Campbell, you can't give Dan Campbell an A because he's not in the playoffs, all right? I, I'm sorry, but I can give him a B plus. That's as good as it gets for a non-playoff team. I think that's the best coaching grade for a Detroit Lions since Jim Caldwell, honestly. He did a great job this year, especially in the second half. Now let's go to the offensive side of the ball, Ben Johnson. Look, there's a reason why Ben Johnson is being wanted by every single NFL team right now. He is creative with the playbook. He puts players in in situations where, to succeed. Swift, Jamal Williams, Ross St. Brown. Jared Goff looks like a top 10 quarterback. He has to be given an A. He is a young, bright mind that eventually will become an NFL head coach and make that team great. Great. So for me, it's hard not to look at him and say, I hope I hope he doesn't leave, but he's not going to be here five years down the road because he is just so damn talented. Now let's go to the, let's go to the defensive side of the ball, Aaron Glenn. Now we have the 32nd best defense in the league. So from there, you cannot give Aaron Glenn an A. You can't. You cannot. But in his defense. The Lions did spend the 32nd most on their defense. So he just did the average, right? But there were times where I was like, all right, I see I see what's going on here. He What a rookie season by Kirby Joseph and Aiden Hutchinson and Malcolm Rodriguez. That doesn't happen without having a really good defensive coordinator. Jeff Okuda finally looked like a first-round cornerback. That doesn't happen without a really good defensive coordinator. I just, I'm just saying, is there places to improve? Of course. But when does that come? That comes 
when the money comes and we start getting those resources for Aaron Glenn to use. I'm giving Aaron Glenn a C. All right, now to the positions and we do a little quicker. Jared Goff. Exceeded expectations. I think you have to give Jared Goff at least an A. He was a top 15 quarterback. Your expectation is to cut him at the end of the year. And now I want him for the next two. I want to pay him $35 million for him to exceed expectations. I have to give him an A. Running backs. That running back room is one of the best running backs. Running backs and wide receivers, I'm just going to put them together. Both get an A. They are young. They're, they needed to prove something to everybody this year. St. Brown, Raymond, Jamal Williams, Swift, when he's healthy, he obviously was up and down. Justin Jackson. These are guys that really showed out week in and week out, giving Jared Goff so many options. I think there was one week where Jared, Jared Goff threw it to eight different receivers because he just has so many different options. DJ Shark's another name. Just so many great options. Both of those rooms, A. Tight end, I would like to see a little bit more. I had to give it a C. TJ Hawkinson was solid, but after he was after he was traded to the Vikings, it was just not there. It just wasn't there for me. I have to give it a C. Not the worst, but not good. That offensive line, though, A++++. plus 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 plus. That... Brad Holmes has built this so smartly, it's unbelievable. Just build that pipeline. And he proved it with Panay Sewell. In his first draft, I'm going to draft Panay Sewell, and we're going to build this offensive line and make it a top five line so that anybody, any quarterback can come into here and be successful. And it's clear that nearly any quarterback can be successful with this kind of offensive line and the weaponry that they have given Jared Goff. And don't, and by the way, Credit to Ben Johnson because he put Panay Sewell, he put a lot of these pieces in the right places to be successful. But that offensive line, A++. Definitely. If they didn't all just, if Jared Goff didn't give them all Bugattis this year, I'll be upset. Now let's go to the defensive side of the ball, position by position. Defensive line. Second half of the season was good. I think Hutchinson took a next step. At the beginning of the season, it was looking a little rough. People were a little upset that they didn't take Thibodeau. But in that second half, Hutchinson proved this is our guy. This is he. This is why we drafted him. Brockers looked good. Um, I'm trying to get some other names. McNeil looked all right at times. Bugs looks Bugs looks good. But I have to give it a C. It left a lot to be desired at times. Against Aaron Rodgers, they did the job. But I have to give it a C. Linebacking core, Anzalone. All right. The Okora brothers, all right. Derek Derek Barnes, all right. Obviously, Malcolm Rodriguez jumped off the page. So I'm not giving him a C. I'm not giving him a D. But there is a little bit more that could there was left on the table. I'm gonna give it a B minus. I just feel like there's just a that linebacking core is so key in that Aaron Glenn defense. I think next year in the draft. Especially, there's a lot of good linebackers like Jack Campbell, Trenton Simpson that could be plugged in, uh, Henry Tototo or however you say his last name, that could be plugged into that linebacking core and make it be a minus. Secondary, other than Kirby Joseph and Jeff Akuda, I think everybody should be gone. I think everybody should be gone. Honestly, 
Uh, Alan Pierre, uh, Pearlstein, I'm sorry that I butchered your last name. He even tweeted at me, the Lions defense backfield has been leapfrogged by other position groups and is the most need of improvement. I couldn't agree more. That's why I'm giving that secondary a D plus. It just, just get rid of everybody and restart because there are a lot of good options, not only in the free agency, but in the draft. And I'll get into that later. But that secondary was bad. And then special teams, I have to give it an A. Bagdeley, okay. At times was okay. Jack Fox is our best player. Jack Fox is the best lion there is. And it's not even close. I don't mind having your punter be the best player, but he is the best player, without a doubt the best player. So I have to give the secondary an A. Now, with all that being said, let's talk about some players that are going to be unrestricted free agents that we could be re-signing and maybe we just let them walk. Some players that I'd like to re-sign that are, that, are, uh, that are unrestricted free agents. I'm going with Evan Brown on the offensive line. I think he did a good job, had a lot of good snaps. I think he had, Z- I think the number, I have his numbers right here. Zero, uh, he had four holds, zero false starts. Uh, he started in 12 games. Not bad. He had four penalties while starting 12 games. He deserves a chance. I believe he deserves a chance to come back on this team. Uh, I think you need to re-sign him. Isaiah Bugs, I think you need to re-sign him. Alex Aloni, most tackles on the team, you got to re-sign him for the right price. Now, am I saying he's the highest paid linebacker? No, 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 no. Because I do, like I said earlier, there are a lot of linebackers in free agency and in the draft that you can look to that can be paired up with Malcolm very, very well. I think Alex is very well paired with him right now, but is he the long-term future of that linebacking core? That's where I'm just kind of all over the board with him. A couple other names I like to re-sign, obviously Jamal Williams. I think him, Swift, and a running back like Israel, I can't pronounce his last name, from Pittsburgh, uh, Chase Brown from Illinois, uh, uh, Ibram from Minnesota. I feel like those three could really become a fantastic running back room. And I think Jamal Williams also adds a little bit of that locker room guy that throws on like 500, that throw an extra $500,000 onto his contract just because of how much he brings that locker room together and how much of a leader he is. Then finally, DJ Shark. I've been going in and out on this one, right? It all depends about what you do in the draft, in my opinion. Now, if you're in the late draft and you're drafting Trey Palmer, Charlie Jones, I think you got to let DJ walk because we have a lot of different options, right, already. But if that's not your plan and your plan is to pick somebody in the secondary, the offensive line in the late draft, you got to let him come back. But for right now, I'm see, I even had him in my re-sign bin. I'm going to put him in my let's walk. I'm going to put DJ Shark in my let's let, let's let him walk. And then speaking about let's let him walk, I here are just some names that I think we need to let walk. Justin Jackson, you've done great. I think that there's another young running back that can come in next year and really help us out and produce and be the next guy so when Swift needs to get paid, he can come in. I think uh, Nate Sudfeld, maybe he can come back just like on a vet minimum. I don't know. Just it's hard. You can't really say the backup quarterback you, you're dying to sign because there's a lot that are there. So I'm a little bit everywhere. But some players that I know we need to sign, uh, let walk, 
Mike Hughes, Deshaun Elliott, Will Harris, Warrior, maybe Austin Bryan, maybe, and maybe Will Harris. Yeah, maybe Austin Bryan, Will Harris. I kind of feel the exact same as I did with DJ Shark. I keep putting them in and out, but I know Warrior is out. Mike Hughes is out. Kaminsky's out most likely. Just opening up some roster space for a lot of good young players and for a lot of good free agents that are coming in. Now let's talk about free agents. No, I'm sorry. Let's talk about the draft. Uh, Pops NFL tweeted, the defensive line, how do we address that inside defensive line? We have depth, depth at edge. How should we handle that? This is how you handle it, Pops. Through the draft. In that first pick, in that first, in that sixth pick, you've got Jalen Carter, Will Anderson Jr., Brian Brees, Miles Murphy, and Tyree Wilson. Miles Miles Murphy is kind of an edge rusher, and Tyree Wilson is too. But I think that you can do it through that or through getting Dalvin Tomlinson in free agency. I think that is a major need. But let me just say this one thing. In that sixth pick, I just named five guys. There's no way we don't get one of those guys. Not, not all five of those guys are going to be drafted ahead of the sixth pick because the Colts or the Raiders are going to trade up and get two, two quarterbacks. There's going to be two quarterbacks taken before that sixth pick. You're going to get the choice of two of those guys, and those guys help out from day one, especially Brian Brees. I wouldn't look past him. I don't think Jalen Carter falls, but Brian Brees would be a hell of a pick for the Lions in that sixth. Then to also answer Alan Pearson's uh, tweet, he second part of his question was, how many DBs should the Lions pick out of the five picks that have uh, first 100 draft choices? Alan, I think there's some good options towards the end of the draft, but I'm looking in that 16th spot right there, right right in the middle of that first round. I, I got three cornerbacks that I've got my eyes on right now. Jory Porter Jr., Penn State, Cam Smith of... South Carolina, and my favorite of the three, Christian Gonzalez of Oregon. I think Christian Gonzalez has a lot of length. I think he can tackle very well, and I think he can work in that three safety kind of, he can flex as a safety, he can flex as a, as a cornerback kind of position that Aaron Glenn really likes to utilize. I think Cam Smith is a very good lockdown corner. I think Joey Porter is very raw, and I think he can really translate in the NFL as a lockdown corner as well. I think, honestly, out of those three, it's kind of pick of the letter. Whatever you need, I think it's there. Uh, but in that 18th pick, if those three cornerbacks are taken are, are taken at that time, keep your eye on Noah Sewell, uh, brother of Penn A. Sewell from uh, Oregon, the linebacker. And keep your eye on Trenton Simpson, another linebacker that could pair, pair very, very well uh, with Malcolm Rodriguez, especially Noah Sewell, because he already knows what that locker room's like. It's not like Penn A. and Noah aren't talking. He would be able to be a perfect fit in that locker room right away i would even think that he might fall down to the second round but i digress uh to answer holy cannoli at pretzel humper that's a hell of a humper i'm gonna assume it's humper pretzel uh holy cannoli at pretzel humper um he tweets at me want to see them attack the free agents and get some vets Got to be some. Got to be the youngest team in the NFL. Guys like James Bradbury, Marcus Peters, Patrick Peterson, Levante David are all free agents. Let's also bring back Ashan. Uh, saw him on the list too. I couldn't agree more with you. Here's a list of free agents. The Detroit Lions have uh, what is it? The 12th most cap space in the NFL going into this free agency. They have 27 million dollars in cap space, so they can get one or two of these players. I think. Okay. 
getting Marcus Peters and Patrick Peterson to lock down that corner's position. Whew. Whew. Loaded. Loaded. Are you kidding? That all of a sudden becomes an average defense. And the Lions with a 15th best defense is what? 13 wins? 14 wins next year? If that offense just stays, if we just continue to be that offense, and we add Patrick Peterson and Marcus Peters, along with Jeff Okuda and maybe like a Christian Gonzalez, holy cow! This all of a sudden becomes an electric defense that puts it on you and talks some smack. That is amazing. And Cam Smith would match up, by the way, with Patrick Peterson and Marcus Peters. He talks some shit, and I like it. I don't like. I don't shouldn't cuss on here, but he does. He does. I like Cam Smith. I like his edge. Um, some other names that I like in free agency that I think can help from day one on free agent. That's why you get them. Levante David, good inside linebacker from uh, from Tampa Bay. University of Nebraska grad. I think him with Malcolm Rodriguez. Yikes. That's amazing. Then all of a sudden, Dalvin Thomason, who also had 10 tackles, a defensive tackle from the New York Giants. He had 10 tackles against the Lions earlier this year. You don't think he popped out for Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes when they were watching? They're like, whoa. That guy. That guy along with. That guy, uh, that guy along with Brian Brees, Aiden Hutchinson, and the Okora brothers? Woo! Don't mind if I do. Big boy on that defensive line. I would love that. I would love that. But there is one guy. There is one guy that I would like to talk about. All right? Now, I hate that I'm going to say this. Because I love Jared Goff. I love Love Jared Goff. There's a guy that's about to get free agency tagged that if you trade your first two round picks and maybe like a second round pick next year that you might be able to get. And that guy's name, Lamar Jackson. I don't know if it can happen. A man can dream. But Jared Goff, two first rounders in a second round, Man can dream. Now, am I saying it's going to happen? No, but a man can dream. All right? We're just dreaming here. All right? Do I even want it to happen? Yes. But, just saying, he doesn't like the Ravens. The Ravens don't like him. That is a possibility. That door is open. Kate Cunningham's trainer, Lamar Jackson, good friends. He's tweeted about how, hey, Lamar Jackson might want to come to Detroit. I'm just saying, a man can dream. Tell me what you think. Tell me, give give me some predictions in the comments. Uh, tweet at me. I love, love, love talking about this kind of stuff. I do a mock draft every Tuesday because I love talking about this kind of stuff. So make give me some predictions. Give me some people who I might have missed. Some people who you like in the later round picks. Tommy Eichenberg. Give me a Tommy Eichenberg call out. Give me a give give me some guys that you like that you would like to see the Lions get drafted. Um, I'll make sure to comment on your comment on YouTube, or I'll make sure to DM you back if you may, if you DM me. So give me some grades. Tell me what you think. Love to hear it. Lions final thoughts about the lions. I've been a fan of this team for 27 years. I've been rooting like hell for 27 years. Dying. Oh, and 16 getting bullied by bears fans, getting bullied by Packers fans. For the first time in my life, 
I'm going into an off season for the Lions and I'm actually excited. I'm actually proud. I'm actually ready for next season. That blows my brain. Dan and Brad deserve all the money. The Ford family needs to give Brad Johnson and Aaron Glenn, Dan Campbell, and Brad Holmes all of the money to stay to keep this core going because that's how championship teams are built. You keep the core, you build the core, and you pay the core. I love where the Lions are going. I appreciate you all. Make sure you like and subscribe. God bless, and go Detroit Lions. Good fighter.